At the beginning of the year, consumers normally face steep increases of up to 10% on medical aid scheme premiums. Now, these increases might face or force some consumers to, to find ways to cut back costs before committing or staying on their current plans. So let's take a look at the first one. There's a difference between medical aid and medical insurance, uh, is it not? That's correct. I think, uh, firstly, they're governed by two different uh, pieces of legislation. So uh, main difference would be uh, a medical insurance or a health insurance product would actually provide you with um, a specific fixed amount payment for an event. So if you go to hospital, they'll pay you 3,000 rand a day in hospital. And so... Um, the cost uh, is never attached to what they actually pay you. While medical scheme environment, um, you'll actually pay what a professional will charge, diagnosis, treatment, and then the other specific costs as well. So, so the two are, are very different and, and fulfill different, different places in the healthcare um, space, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, under which circumstances would someone choose medical aid and, and when is medical insurance a viable option? Look, I think um, before you look at which one you would choose, you'd have to really reflect on what you need. So if you look at, at your individual health risk and that of your family, you, you then can determine the types of needs you might have. Um, if you have a chronic condition, if you think you're at risk of, of incurring quite large expenses, um, it probably is better to go for a medical scheme product. Uh, medical scheme products tend to be far more comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Whilst... Um, the medical scheme products have been uh, less affordable than where the health um, insurance or medical insurance policies have come in. So um, for a medical scheme product, anywhere from 500 rand upwards is the cost. And you're right, they have been escalating by more than 10% a year. Um, the, the medical insurance products tend to be a little more affordable but also you always get what you pay for. So um, it tends to be very limited in terms of what it's able to, to reimburse you for. Can one be on a medical aid scheme and a medical insurance cover simultaneously? Yes, you can. So there are typically three different types of medical insurance products. So one would be a hospital plan, um, and the other one would be benefits that cover uh, typical day-to-day or primary primary care benefits. So if you go to a GP, your medical insurance would actually pay you maybe 200 or 500 rand for that visit, um, not really taking into consideration what, what the visit actually would cost. And then the last one is gap cover. So the gap cover is the one typically used alongside your medical scheme. So where your medical scheme might require a co-payment or there's a limit in place, um, your gap cover can stand in for, for the difference. Hmm. Now, with the rising price of medical cover, is it advisable for one to cut back on the cover or not? Yeah, go back to to the need analysis. And if you look at what you actually need, you don't want to be caught um, needing cover in hospital when when uh, something happens to you. So, uh, our, I always say that it's it's more important to to keep your cover and reassess your affordability, but it by all means never go without any cover. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's look at that need analysis. How do you work then out if you have sufficient medical cover or what you would actually need? You're right. It, it is quite a complex process, and typically a an advisor would help you in, in doing some of that. But basically there are a few things that you would consider. So age usually accompanies risk, and there are some exceptions to that. So your age does make a big part of it. But 
even if you look at your, your family history, um, if you have uh, chronic conditions like diabetes in the family, um, that is important then to consider having sufficient cover for, for events like that. So um, the other way, the best way to, to um, protect your risk is always exercising and monitoring your own health. And so there's lots of ways you can actually do that. Are there cost-effective alternatives available for uh, consumers that want to choose a, a good medical aid scheme that at least cover them? Yeah, absolutely there are. So what we have seen over the past few years is um, the emergence of, of what is called efficiency discounted options, which effectively uh, means that you, that, that you give up some of your choice of which doctor or hospital or even pharmacy you would, you would go to, um, and in giving up that choice or being directed to a specific hospital or a specific GP or pharmacy, you would then actually um, save some money. So ProfMed in the last in the last uh, year developed a few of these thing, uh, a few of these options, and so we have what we call the savvy options, which mean that you get the same exactly the same benefits as our normal options, but you are restricted to a certain set of hospitals. And so there's always an opportunity to look at giving up some of your your open choice and uh, receiving a discount uh, um, in terms of the contributions you'd pay. So that discount in our scheme specifically is around 8 to 10%. Mm-hmm. So there's always this play between um, choice and, uh, and trying to get a more affordable premium. What are the implications if there's been a lapse in a consumer's medical cover? Yeah, so that, that's always time-based. And what you will find, if, if you haven't had cover for 90 days and you join an, a new medical scheme, they'll consider your age and, um, and then they'll apply um, what is called underwriting. So they, might, they may put you on a, a three-month waiting, waiting period. So you can't claim for the, for the first three months of membership up until if you have a chronic condition they, they can apply a 12-month waiting, waiting period for that condition. Mm-hmm. So and, and yeah, you'll pay for the year without being yes. able to claim for that condition. On the other side, you do have what we call late joiner penalties. And I know this is very topical amongst youngsters that don't want to belong to medical schemes because of the affordability issue. But if you, if you go beyond 35 years old, um, your premiums can be loaded. So all the way up to almost uh, 200% of, of what normal premiums would be. So if you join a medical scheme in your late uh, 40s, you might have a problem because they load that? You will, and that, and that travels with you. So if you move from one scheme to the next, that's always noted in terms of the cover that you've experienced. It's all trying to, to become more fairer to those who have contributed to the reserves of a medical scheme over time. Craig, I thank you so much for your time and joining us. It's my pleasure, Elvis. All right, then. Bye-bye.